It's time for Larry News Sports. My guest tonight is the host of the Cash Considerations Podcast, Jason Playmaker Pack. From the mean streets of Iowa, John Follow Through Blue is the leader of the eponymous Parsons Project, Alan Parsons, and I'm your host, Larry the Athlete Bang. Thursday, February 25th. 7.02 p.m. 2021. Thank you all for joining me for this Chicago Bulls edition of Larry Knows Sports. We are two days past the Chicago Bulls star player Zach Levine making the all-star team. That's got to be exciting. Zach Levine, just like uh, Julius Randle and the Knicks, very similar in that there's been a little bit of a journey amongst fans of whether or not they like him. How good he is. Is he an efficient player? Uh, Jason, so what has your kind of journey of Zach Levine fandom been like as far as liking him, not liking him, and where you are now? Uh, well, it obviously started with these uh, the Jimmy Butler trade. Zach was, he his ACL was torn when they traded for him. It was what? Zach Levine draft pick which became Lowry Market and Chris Dunn for Jimmy Butler. Uh, I was a big Jimmy Butler guy mm-hmm. at the time. The Bulls were just kind of a, a mess They and they traded Jimmy uh, even though he was just had the best year of his career so I was like, eh, uh, you don't know about this, whatever. Like I said, Zach had the ACL. He came back the next year or whatever. He was not good. Naturally, coming off a torn ACL, like, it takes some time to get back back into it. He was on a bad team and he was bad. Uh, and then they had, to, they had to sign him to a contract right after that. So like he signed like whatever four year $78 million offer sheet with the Kings. A lot of people are wondering like, is he worth it? Like he's, he had, while he is like an interesting player, exciting player, dunk contest and all that stuff, like n- never really like been on a good team, never really impacted <clears throat> winning. So like a lot of people, including myself, like, yeah, like I understand why the Bulls kept him. Like hopefully like he'll be turned into a nice player. I think the last couple of years have just been weird in general for the Bulls with Jim Boylan as the coach, bad, awful. Like the team hasn't been any good, but Zach has gotten better progressively. Even the last couple of years when they, when they uh, weren't any good. And, uh, he still had had his problems. Like uh, we talk about on our podcast, cash inspirations all the time. Like, you know, Zach's a good player. We've come around on him, but like, is he really like the guy like, you really want to like build around? Is he like your top guy? And now this year he is legitimately broken out. I don't want to say he's like, definitely like can be like your top guy in a really good team. The bulls as exciting as they've been, they're still 15 and 16. Still not great. They haven't, uh, they can beat up on bad teams, but we, Still not that great against good teams, but Zach's numbers this year absolutely incredible, absolutely deserving. Uh, I, bo- I, I my own picks that don't count. I had Zach and Julius Randle on my Eastern Conference All Star team, so I thought they were both deserving of that. I mean, you talk about efficient players; he's having one of the most efficient scoring seasons of all time right now. Uh, he's averaging twenty nine a game with a true shooting of like sixty five. He's shooting this Damn. in February, and in, in February he's shooting something like. 54% overall and like 48% from three uh, at, at home this season. Overall at the United Center this season, he's shooting over 56%. So just like he's scoring out of control. His playmaking has gotten a bit better. His defense has gotten a bit better. So just like overall, it's, so it's not even just the scoring because the other stuff as well has been a, a knock on him that he can't defend, that he struggles with decision-making with his playmaking, but that stuff has gotten a bit better too. So like now he looks like a guy that the Bulls should be able to keep, like instead of being in all these trade rumors, like, there's like no reason to really think that think that, uh, and I think the Bulls will probably not. I I would be shocked if they traded him this year, uh, and I think they'll probably end up like giving him a max contract the next couple of years unless something like really bad happens. Like, well, there's the Bulls still have to do a lot better like around him. They still have to make moves around him and build the team around him. But uh, he has really just taken a huge leap. He's gotten better every year, and then the leap he's taken so far this season has been incredible. 
Yeah. I mean, Julie, Julie is the same thing. Like I, John knows that I've been talking about this for past few months. I'm, I just have not been a believer yeah. in Julius Randle. Hated him last year. And he's, he's been playing really well since the beginning of the season. And I just would like refuse to believe it. I think most of it is just that I think the Knicks, based on where they are in their life cycle, they should still be sellers. And especially with this great draft yeah. coming up, probably similar thoughts to the Bulls. And they're in a similar place in the East standings. So I'm just like, I, I don't want to people to think <laughs> that they could build around Julius Randle. I don't want people to think that they should be buyers at the deadline and that they should trade for i thought they were going to maybe want to trade for zach levine and i started getting worried about that yeah, yeah. there were reports out there about that yeah but now it looks like he's real and i i'm actually starting to believe in julius randall i can't believe it john <laughs> I, I, yeah <laughs> yeah john i was gonna ask you if you believe in either of these players <clears throat> i don't <laughs> nice but <laughs> well, no, it's just it's just going to take it's, it's going to take yeah. more convincing for yeah. me. And yeah. that's I mean, it's like they they're both having awesome years. And I think the the common thread, if you look at it, is probably coaching. Right. Like both were in subpar circumstances before um, with, you know, worse coaches. And now they're both with coaches that get a lot out of their players. Um, like I have a lot of respect for Donovan. He hasn't he hasn't been incredible in the pros, but he's been pretty good. He had some crappy situations in Oklahoma city and he did all right with them. Well, he's from and the mean so streets think, of Iowa, right? What's that? He's from the mean streets of Iowa. Billy. I think he's, isn't he from long Island? I thought he was from wait, long did, Island. Wait, did he maybe coach at I'm Iowa state? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that, that, no, was Fred, that was Fred Hoiberg. Ah, no, that was, that was Fred Hoiberg and Tim Floyd. Okay, so the yeah. coaching thing drives me nuts. Okay. Iowa State's had two good coaches. <laughs> yeah. And and Chicago like hired them both. And then they were terrible. At they were both bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I think they uh, but the Boylan thing, uh going back to that, I love Boylan because like <laughs> he would like make players play all the way to the end. And I I love his if you go to his Wikipedia page, it says at the, the bottom about his Bulls tenure, he was universally disliked amongst his players as well as Bulls fans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So true. That's that's Definitely awesome. True. I think I think I think it's like if you're Zach Levine and you're this awesome, you know, talent, like I don't I don't know why you would get it together for Boylan. Like I don't yeah. know why you would get it together in a crappy situation because why not just put up good stats? Right. Like why do the extra things on defense? Why do all that stuff? I think that's, I think that's a lot of coaching and I love what I'm seeing from both guys this year. I just would have to see more of it before I would say yeah. these are Absolutely. like franchise cornerstones. Yeah. I mean, that's where I am too, but it's like finally reached a little bit of a point where I'm actually starting to believe in Julius Randall. Alan, um, do you believe yes. in Zach Levine? Listen, uh, when when you really boil it down, right, it's like you're looking at the modern day sports players in comparison with like the, the real classics, the real greats of yeah. their time. You know, it's like rock and roll. You know, there is no like greatest guitar player of all time alive right now. So how can we really even look at a basketball player or football player or baseball player and say this is the greatest of them all? You know, you really can't know that at the end of the day. You know, you just have to keep plugging away, do the best that you can. And, you know, I think Zach Levine is fine. He's good. He's doing his job. He's he's making the baskets or, or whatever the fuck. And, you know, it's, <laughs> uh, you know, he's just got to keep playing, whether or not people are agreeing with what he's doing or think he is the best. Uh, I think if you think you are the best, that's when you've plateaued. So you just have to keep striving for better and better, you know? Yeah, I, I totally understand. It's like, I mean, I'm sure with your music, you're always trying to just figure something else out, experiment, do something a little bit better than the last time. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't just sit there and, and keep going back to the old plays, the old tunes, you know? You have to keep looking forward and, and striving for better, you know? So as long as he keeps that up, he, he might go down in the history books. We don't know. Time will tell. Am I right, boys? Right? Right. Time will tell. We Absolutely. All <laughs> so, so uh, Jason, like, so where where are you actually on this team of this season? Are you hoping for them to 
be successful and make the playoffs or do are you just are you in some ways hoping for them to trade some assets um it is kind of a weird spot because like the, especially with this eastern conference is just goofy as right shit. i mean they're <laughs> the six seed at 15 and 16 the force the pacers are the four and they're 500 like obviously the knicks are right there and, and there's all these teams in this blob where it's like i think i was looking yesterday it was what like four five or four or five games separate four and then like 14 just this huge blob there it's so like it could go a lot of ways um besides even throw zach aside like i mean the big conversation now is like whether they should trade thaddeus young because mm-hmm. thaddeus young is having an like a career season at age 32 just like he's been absolutely incredible um and like there it came out today bobby marks of espn had a big like trade deadline primer thing and he said he took like a poll of executives around the league and that like behind Bradley Beal, Thaddeus Young could be like the one trade piece that could like be the biggest game changer. If, <laughs> That's, which is like crazy. Like, that is crazy Thaddeus to hear. Young, he's been in the league forever. Like he's always been a solid player. He was not good last year, but again, the Jim Boylan factor, I think has come to account there. Like he, I'm pretty sure he hated Boylan. He hated how he was being used. Uh, like there were rumors like right at the start of last season that he was frustrated with his role and now he's being used in a much better way by Billy Donovan. He's being, he basically just shoots a lot of layups and floaters and make passes the ball all over the place. Like again, career season. So like, should the bulls trade that? He's like, he seems like he's really close with Zach Levine. Zach Levine's never been in the playoffs. So like, do you trade Thaddeus Young and maybe upset Zach Levine in the process, make your team worse when you're considering like if Zach Levine's going to be like one of your long-term guys, I, like you would hope that like you'd have that conversation with Zach and be like, you know, like, I know it sucks Zach, like, but we have this great trade offer on the table for Thaddeus. Like this will help you. Like, this is what we're going to do. Like after this, we're going to make this trade and this is what we plan to do after this. And this will help you long-term. Like I would think that they'd have that kind of conversation with them. Um, like I'm kind of torn on it because like he's been so good and so impactful. Like we're like, why not? Maybe maybe you do keep him and like try to make a run and like I'm not, not a run. I mean, they're obviously not going to like compete with like the Bucks or the Nets or the Sixers, mm-hmm. but like all the rest of these teams are kind of whatever. Like I do think the Heat and Celtics will probably get their act together somewhat. I would. I mean, Heat are already Heat, kind of Heat are doing it, it yeah. for the Raptors. Yeah, the Celtics. Like God, God knows what's going on with the Boston Celtics right now. Uh, I have no idea. I'd, I enjoy seeing them fail just because fun bull <laughs> rivalry. But uh, uh, it was like that the Celtics are a team who I've considered like a Thad Young trade suitor. They have their huge trade exception. They have like draft picks and like young guys that could trade. But like now the Bulls have a better record than them. So like I have no idea what's going to go on there. So I, the Bulls should still probably look at trading some of their bets. They, they got to do their due diligence. Uh, they do that. Like the second half schedule that just came out is really tough. Like the rest. So their first half is pretty tough. Like they got the Suns tomorrow. They got the Raptors Sunday. They got the Nuggets coming up. They finished with the Pelicans. And then like coming out of the break, it's like Philly, Miami, Toronto. And then like they end the season really tough. So like, but even like leading up to the deadline, it's a much tougher schedule than what they've been doing. It was like the last couple of weeks, like their three game winning streak is against like Rockets, Timberwolves, Kings. Those are like the three worst teams in the West. So like mm-hmm. they still have to prove that they can beat these good teams. So like who knows if they actually stay standings like they could easily if they they could kind of fade and if they do start fading then you definitely start looking at trading those veteran guys but like if they do stay in it here leading up to this trade deadline like i don't like it would have to take a huge offer to get thaddeus sung away from the bulls i think in that point at that point yeah and the trade deadline is not that far away especially with the all-star right, break month, taking like one yeah. of those weeks where there will yeah. be no games what what do you think they could get for that young at this point I mean, you're, hope, you're definitely like first round pick at a minimum. Like, would they trade him for like just like a late first at this point? I would guess not. Like, you're probably hoping for like, I mean, the problem is if you're like looking to trade into a contender, I mean, that's probably going to be a late first round pick. So you probably want something else too. Like, you get like a first round pick and like a young, young player with some potential, maybe, but maybe you think about pulling the trigger there. Uh, so I guess something like that, or maybe like a first rounder and like a couple second rounders. Uh, but I th- a minimum, like a decent first round pick and maybe even more than that, just because, I mean, again, he's, he, he is also under contract next year. It's not like he's an expiring contract, like Otto Porter mm-hmm. Jr. is that does have a partially guaranteed contract next season. So like that team who gets him like could keep him for next year or the bulls could keep him for next year if they want to keep developing with him. So like they should be looking for a decent amount, not just like looking to dump him for like any crappy first round pick. Hmm. So John, I, I was thinking if like, if this were just, 2k and you didn't have to worry about the emotions of players and whether they'd be upset by you trading a player i i would if i were 
GM of the Bulls, I would trade Thad Young for a first-round pick, I think. Even though he's been very good, like for, that seems like a decent return to me. I don't know. What do you think? You're going to build a 30-year-old yeah. who's just had yeah. his best year ever. And this whole thing... Oh, man, this is makes it super hard, is the idea of catering to the players' feelings yeah. a little bit. Because this is how you end up in Minnesota with getting D'Angelo Russell to go along with <laughs> yeah. Carl Anthony Jones, right? <laughs> like, these are the things where you... I don't know. Like, I don't want to put Zach Levine off, but at the same time, if I want to do right by Zach Levine, I want to build around him. So I think, I think Jason, I think your idea of the conversation, you know, and obviously his agent has to be involved yeah, too yeah. and all this stuff, right? Because there's all this stuff works like that. And, and just be like, look, this is great. We think greater is on the table. I bet there's yeah. a lot of, um, I bet Zach has a lot of good feelings just from this year. And I don't think it's all, Dad Young, right? Like right, I think it's yeah. connection with Donovan. I think the city's behind him, especially when people come back to the stands. Like it's gonna yeah. be, he's gonna feel like their guy. I think, um, I think they can sell it to Zach. I would hope so. And then, God, and then they should get what they can. But you're right, the late first rounder from a contender. Because if you're dealing with a contender, it's yeah. that pick alone is not gonna be enough unless that contender happens to own yeah. somebody else's yes. yep. sweet pick. Um, but yeah, I would, I would, I would move him. Yeah. Uh, Alan, what would you give up for, if you wanted Zach to, sorry, not Zach, Thad to join your band, what would you give I up mean, for him? Listen, this is what's so fucking crazy listening to you guys. You know, it's like, imagine if the music industry worked like this, you know, we yeah. were just trading singers and guitarists and drummers and bassists and just flip flop in between. And could you even imagine the state of fucking music? If that's how things were operating once a year, we just did a big old jumblee and <laughs> traded players. It's like, fuck. You know, uh, again, I think you guys are saying it just right, right? It seems like Zach Levine is the the all-star right now. He's the one we want to keep happy all day. So, uh, you know, it's funny, John, you mentioned, you know, with the agents involved and I'll tell you what, those fucking agents mm. all day, you know, it's like you could have a great deal on the table and an agent gets his hands on it and it just gets fucked uh, so, you know, I think if they can just have that nice conversation, you know, really just figure out what everybody really wants, add a couple zeros at the end of that number and everybody will walk away really happy. Yeah. I mean, I wish it was that simple. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> like there's there's a salary cap, which you may not have in the music industry. No, fuck that. No one would play fucking music. <laughs> exactly. Cap, are you kidding me? Yeah, that's why. That's why it always ends up in it's sports. At least that's why it's a jumblery, as you said. <laughs> which yeah, it's is, a jumblery. Yeah. Yeah, jumblery. Um, yeah. So that's really tough. Um, with the Knicks, it's a little different because the the only real trade piece they have that that would get significant return is Julius Randle, the one. So I don't I don't think they need to worry about keeping Julius Randle happy. I haven't heard anything about him wanting to leave or anything of that sort. And I, I think he is really happy with this organization. It's more it's more I think you would make Tibbs really unhappy if uh <laughs> if you traded Julius Randle or something yeah. like that. I don't know. Are you a Tibbs fan, Jason? Uh I mean he he's the last like really I mean before Donovan, like he the that's the last time the Bulls were good was when Tom Thibodeau was there. So like, I mean, I, I feel like when it did end it, like it was time, but I mean, I, a lot of it was the front office. I mean, they had the feud between John Pax and Gar Foreman and Tom Thibodeau. And like, obviously after a few years, like Tibbs, your Tibbs, he wears on guys. I get it. He's a basketball junkie. He's a fucking lunatic, but like <laughs> he was a really good coach. And like, I mean, obviously he had like the minutes thing was all, was a conversation all the time with the Bulls and, him and when Derrick Rose tore his ACL, like that whole year, he was playing Rose a lot, even though he was injured. And then he got gets hurt at the end of that playoff game. Like people mad at Tom Thibodeau and like he overplayed Joakim Noah. So like that was definitely part of it. But like, I mean, he, he coached up those teams really well. That was the last time the Bulls were like really any good. So like you have to, and I mean, and he got the Timberwolves to the playoffs after the Jimmy thing. I know things didn't go that great in Minnesota, but like, he, I mean, he did a decent job there. Not, not a great job, but like I mean, places he's gone, like he with the Knicks this season, mm -hmm. he's turned, helped turn them around. He's got them playing great defense. Uh, I did not think that they were going to be that good this year. And like, he's got Randall playing great. They're 
playing hard defensively. I do think they're probably a little short on offensive talent overall, but I mean, when you play hard every night and you defend every night, you're competitive like this, even without, maybe without all that top level talent. So yeah, I mean, you have to appreciate what Tom Thibodeau has done in the NBA. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the Knicks are probably not going to make the playoffs when it's all said and done. Playing um, tournament, baby. You yeah. Get to, maybe just be in the top 10. Yeah, I think they will actually finish in the top 10 or at least be like right in the mix for it. Yeah. Um, so I think for that reason, because the players have played so hard and the, the coach has coached so hard, you can't just like upset the balance there and rock the boat. You, I guess because of feelings. I don't know. <laughs> you just like you want to reward them for playing well. And then just so holding is probably the best move for them right now. Um, so let's talk about some of the other players, the young players on the Bulls. Uh, I'm interested what you and maybe Bulls fans in general think of them. Um, starting with Kobe White, is he, I know he's struggled a lot, but I think he's doing well right lately. Is that correct? Uh, like he's no. definitely, he has his moments. He's yeah. I mean he's hit or miss. Like I, he, he definitely beginning of the year he was really bad. Like his start of the year was not good. He I mean he's had his kind of the same thing happened this rookie year where he was kind of bad all year. And then like coming out of the all-star break, he had that ridiculous tear. Uh, I know he had the one game against the Knicks as a rookie where he hit like seven threes or some crap yeah. like that in the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, he's a guy who can get really hot uh, when he gets going from three. It's a lot of fun. Well, uh, there was a game earlier this year where Zach and Kobe like made history, but they both hit at least eight, three pointers. No one that teammates had never done that before. Not even Stephen Clay. I thought that was crazy that Kobe White and Zach Levine did that. Wow. But as like a point guard, he is not good uh he struggles against ball pressure against a good defender who pressures the ball like he has his problems he is much better as just a guy who can spot up as a shooter uh like I said, he can catch fire and he's good uh, defensively he's not very good either i mean he's a little small a little slight build so like the combo of zach and kobe together like in the defensive backcourt not great and like if you look at like their numbers together the team has struggled. Like it was it, the Bulls veterans, like Thad Young, Garrett Temple, like those guys and Tomas Sadransky, like those guys have really helped prop up Zach Levine and like the young guys. When the young guys play together, it has not been nearly as pretty. They have been a little better lately, though. It does help when you play bad other <laughs> teams mm-hmm. that are terrible. But so like the Kobe White thing is really interesting because like if you do, if Zach Levine is going to be your guy, like is Kobe White going to be your starting point guard of the future? I mean, he's still only 20 years old, or I think he might be 21 now. He might have just turned 21. I can't remember, but he's right around there. Like, is that your starting backcourt of the future? I'm not so sure about that. Like, it might be, come to a point where maybe Kobe White is like your this year's sixth man of the future and something like that. Like, I don't know if that's what he wants to be. I mean, you could make good money, making bank off the bench and scoring like 15 to 20 points a game. I mean, you see Jamal Crawford, Lou Williams. I mean, those guys have had great careers doing that kind of thing. That might be what Kobe White ends up being. I don't want to like, I don't want to put a limit out of ceiling because he is still so young, but like he definitely has had his issues as a starting point guard. Like there have been times where like Tomas Sadaransky comes in and he's just, you can just tell he's more under control. He's just smarter as a point guard. Um, so it'll be interesting. Like Billy Donovan has let Kobe kind of live. He's kind of had him do this thing as a starting point guard. And I think they're, they're going to try to have it roll as, uh, as long as they can. And as long as they're, I mean, they're like they said, they're winning right now. I wouldn't say it's necessarily because of Kobe White, but he hasn't. Been, I would say he hasn't been quite as big of a disaster as he was at the very start of the season. Mm-hmm. I, I I like Sadoransky. He's a good player, underrated. Yeah, he's a really solid. It's like it's like your third guard. Like last year, he was the he was the starting point guard last year. And again, the boiling thing, but like he he really struggled. I think as like the full time starter, but like off the bench, he said this bench where they have Thad and like Sadoransky coming in, they have a great rapport. Uh, they were talking about it today. That they have great chemistry and off the bench, like having these veteran guys coming in, like they've been crushing it all year. If you like, you look at uh, like him, Temple, Sad, Sadaransky, Temple, and like even Denzel Valentine. Like these guys have been around for a few years. Like as a bench, like group when they're playing together, especially with Zach, like they've been crushing it. Yeah, I think I don't know, John. What do you think that they, being that they're still in flux and they're still on the rise and not necessarily like definitely not a contender this year. What do you think about just like letting the kids kind of play and then letting Kobe white play for that reason? I, I mean, so that was like what the Sonics come thunder did back in the day, right. With um, that kid out of UCLA, who you know, didn't know how to play point guard um, (laughs) Russell. And, and he was, I mean, he was a terrible point guard. Like he was terrible, 
but he also had like size and just incredible athletic ability. And it was like, all right, if this guy works out the kinks, he's going to be like a monster. I don't, I mean, I don't see that for Kobe White. Like I'm not, I, I, I'm not a big, um, I'm not a big score first point guard guy. That's just, that's just me. That's not like, I think, I think the, I think Jason's point about a, a bench score, like a Jamal Crawford, mm-hmm. I think that that seems to me like a great fit for him. Like make some, make some good money. He, he's got hot streaks. If he's not hot, just sit him back down. If he's not making anything. Um, but I don't think you build your team around him because I think it also, even if Levine loves playing with him, I think you just get frustrated after a while about your point guard, not making good decisions. Like that's what you need if you're if you're the star, which Levine is the star. Like you need this guy making the right choices. Sometimes calling his own number, sure, but like, yeah, I I think I think a bench role probably is a better fit down the road. Kobe White sounds like he's the fucking like tambourine player for the band, right? Like, yeah, you know, you can't give him all the pressure of carrying the the fucking rhythm or really like shredding a a solo, but. You know, every once in a while, you got a really tight tambourine in there. It just adds a little bit of fucking extra beauty to that music, you know? So yeah. I that, that, was a, that was beautiful, John. I appreciate that little <laughs> breakdown you did there. No, I love That's that metaphor true. that you just made, Alan. Like that, like, you know, if, if, if you're starting off with tambourine, it's just like no one's going to listen to that. But if no like your song is kind of cooking and then it gets to the bridge and then all of a sudden the tambourine comes in for some hot tambourine licks... It's like it's that's a song. Sexier than that. Yeah, Are you nothing. Sexier kidding me? Than a little that. tambourine lick right in the middle. <laughs> tambourine lick. Um, all right, let's go to another player, uh, Wendell Carter Jr. Uh, I'll start with you, Alan. Where do you stand on Wendell Carter Jr.? Is it Wendell Carter Jr.? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I mean, right off the bat, the name Wendell, it just sticks with you, you know? I think that's something that you got to walk away with and really, you know, embrace how many basketball players are Wendells. Not many. I don't think any. Not many. Besides him. Not many. Exactly. You know, so it's like, you know, that alone is going to make this person really stand out amongst the crowd. You know, we've got our Michaels, we've got our Anthony's or, or, or Kobe's, you know, but Wendell, you know, and, uh, you know, as far as playing on the court, I think he's holding his own, but I, I would lean into the category of uh, what everybody else is saying here. Where it's like, you know, it's clear that Levine is is our little superstar. So why are we trying to build anything out from anyone else? You know, it's like just look at him and then build from there. It's like you got to start with your rhythm section and build the song from there. You can't just play a, a couple of fucking notes on a flute and expect a genius song to come out of it. You got to start with a nice sturdy bass and go from there. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I didn't even realize when I first asked you, but uh, Jason, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Wendell Carter Jr. a musician? Um, I am honestly not sure. I think he I, might be. Honestly, that's why. No, maybe that's familiar. not it. I know he has like an artistic background. Maybe he was in the drama club in his high school. It's all interchangeable, you know, you're on a stage, you're entertaining. I mean, that's what sports are. It's another form of fucking entertainment. Mm. You know, and it's it, we got to stop trying to separate it, draw lines in the sand. It's all entertainment at the end of the day. You know, we've all got agents. We're all looking to make some fucking money off of the thing we're passionate about. So, you know, if, I, I give Wendell a lot of credit, you know, going into sports with a name like Wendell. That takes fucking courage, <laughs> all right? Yeah, yeah, very true. The musician on the Bulls is Denzel Valentine. Just dropped a, a rap album like a couple weeks ago. Nice. So, <laughs> I have not listened to it, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe play that that is the outro music. Larry, we got to play that as the outro music. Yeah, I'll like try to find that. Yeah. Uh, John, are you a fan of Wendell? Um, I, I feel like he's underperformed up to this point. I, I actually, um, I don't know. I, I think, I think he has potential. I don't know where his, where his ceiling is. I just, I remember him being pretty hyped coming out of Duke and, you know, going top 10, not like Bagley underperforming. Yeah. Speaking of guys, like (laughs) come out of there and not being that great, but I, I don't know. 
I think he's been playing a little better lately, right? Yes, yes. When he's, yeah. he's come back from his injury like a couple weeks ago, the injuries have been the problem. Like he's just has not stayed healthy, and he had the injury, this quad injury this year, just came back. I think he's played five games since, and he's been much better. He's been more aggressive. Because, like, again, we're going to go back to the Boylan thing again. Like, last year, <laughs> I just don't think – like he had much, like he didn't have much confidence. He wasn't being used like that great. And so like, I think a lot of Bulls fans had hopes that like he would start being used in a better way that like his passing, they'd leverage his passing better that he'd start shooting a few more threes. And then like, he comes out in like preseason and he looked terrible. He looked scared. He looked lost. He could not hit a sh- jump shot to save his life. So we're like, Oh, like maybe this guy just stinks. Like, I don't know. And like, it's this year started poorly and he was starting to come around a bit and then he gets hurt. And it's like, well, here we go again. Like this is the third straight year. He's been in the league three years and every year he's missing extended time. Then he came back like a week or so early and now he's looked a lot better. He's looked more aggressive um, going to the basket. He's hit a few threes. Like the other, when they played the Sixers the other day, I know MB dropped 50 on their ass, but like the start of the game, like he was going straight at Joel Embiid, like right at him. He scored like a bunch of points early on. Like it did not go well for him as the game went on, but like, (laughs) <laughs> the kind of mindset he's uh gotten more aggressive at least and, like that's what he's he's just got to be like i think aggressiveness and confidence is big with him just like because there have been times where he's just like he's been too passive he just like doesn't make the decisions fast enough i think once that stuff kind of starts happening and like he's, the game slows down for him i think they'll he'll be a lot better like i don't know if he'll ever be like an all-star type guy but like he can just be a really solid two-way player and again like, as like a defensive anchor uh that's something the bulls would need for the long term and if he can stay healthy that would be really nice yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I can see that. And that's a let the kids play sort of situation, right? Like get him out there and let him go head to head with Joel Embiid. Yeah. Let him like do stuff like that. And then, you know, if he gets some confidence, I yeah, he could be, he could be solid. Yeah, right. Not a, probably not an all-star, but you know, most guys aren't. You don't have to be an all-star to be fucking entertaining gentlemen. That's mm-hmm. that's Rick. at the end of the day. That's really the truth of it is as long uh, as you're Rick. fucking entertaining, <laughs> then people are going to keep tuning in. All right. The Mets lose every fucking year, but they're an entertaining <laughs> team to watch fall on their fucking face every year. So, you know, as long as people are tuning in then that's what, that's what matters. That's really all that matters. Ratings. Um, well, I would tune in for Laurie Markkinen. I still kind of believe in him. Uh, John, you give him the thumbs up. What do you think about Laurie? Oh, Markkinen's great, dude. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I have a, I have a soft spot for him. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like the, I like the Euros. Yeah. I like the Euros. Except for Christophs Porzingis. I hate him. Right. But um, all other Euros I like. Yeah. I mean, before... Before he forced his way out of the out of New York and then all everything else, but you know, I I loved Kristaps Porzingis and well, yeah, you know, but but now no, and I'm glad to see him <laughs> not doing well. Uh, Jason, what do you what do you think of Markinen? Uh, yeah, Lowry's in a weird spot. Another guy who can't stay healthy and he's hurt yeah. right now. Uh, he was having oh, he's had just like a weird year in general. But see. Missed a bunch of time with the COVID health and safety protocols. I don't, I don't think he tested positive. I think it was other guys did. He got caught up in it, so he missed some time then. And then he had this weird shoulder injury, and he's been out since for the last couple of weeks. And he's not going to be back until I think after the All Star break. This is, he's in, he's going to be a free agent after the season. It's set to be hit restricted free agency because they did not agree to an extension before the season. Right. Um. And just like his first three years, like he came when he like he looked great as a rookie as the seventh pick after that Jimmy Butler trade. And then he just kind of stagnated the next couple of years. Again, injuries played a role. Again, I would say Jim Boylan played a role. I keep <laughs> coming back to the Boylan thing, but like, it's hard. Like when he, when Boylan was just so bad, like, and, and since the team just looks so much better right now, you have to just think that Boylan was playing a factor. So like, I mean, last year, like we were expecting like big things from Lowry in his, in year three. And he was just, he was bad. I mean, he, I think he was battling through injuries. His role was kind of crappy. Uh, so it was just like, it was just not good. So like coming into this year, like you just, the expectations were not high. I did not expect him to agree to an extension. They didn't. Uh, and then he missed some time to start this year. He's come, and when he did come back, like he's, he's been shooting the lights out. Like if you look at his shooting percentages, they're great. And he's over 50%, finally shooting like 40% from three. The problem is with him is just like, what else does he give you? And it's just not that much else. Like, He's not a good defender. He's not a great rebounder. Like he can't protect the rim, even though he's seven feet. He can't really 
create plays for others. Like his passing, like his assist numbers are really low. So it's like, if he's not shooting, like shooting the lights out, he just is not really a positive on the court because the rest of the game just really hasn't developed in. So like, while he has shot great this season, like that's great. Like you do wonder like if he's going to be part of the long-term plans, especially after they drafted Patrick Williams, who can kind of swing between the three and the four with like Lowry out. They've been playing Patrick Williams as more of a power forward. And then obviously they've had bad year, bad young there as well. But like, like you do wonder like if they, if they, if Lowry is in like their future plans, because he's going to have to get paid this off season. And with the shooting numbers, like you wonder if someone, especially with all these other teams having cap space and with the, the free agent class, like not that strong anymore. Like, Will someone go out and like pay Larry Markin a lot of money? The Bulls want to match a contract like that. I'm not really sure. If you look at if you look at some of like the lineup stats and stuff like that, like the Bulls haven't been that great with Lowry on the court. Some of that, I mean, there's a lot of noise there. So that's just kind of a weird situation. Like Bulls fans, we've talked a lot about like po- possibly doing like a Lowry Markin Lonzo Ball swap because they could use another guard in the backcourt like that who can pass and stuff like that. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see with Lowry. I'm not like totally out on him, but like. He just like hasn't developed enough for me to like really be in on him as like a definite long-term piece for this team, especially with some of the other parts that they have around him. He doesn't sound like a like a fucking team player from what you guys are saying, <laughs> honestly. Like it sounds like somebody he, you just set him up on the three-point line and just shoot for days and that's all he's hey, fucking good yeah. for. That's, then that's ha- you can't it. have someone like that on the court. You can have someone like that in your fucking band, man. You know, you got somebody, you gotta have somebody who knows how to pick up all the instruments. You know, if someone got too fucked up pre-show, you know, if you gotta be able to fill in on all the different spots, you know. And if you can't do that, then what the fuck are you even there for? Right. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see if they re-sign him or match yeah, his contract. Very, yeah. If they're not going to do it, they might... Moment. What's that? He'll have a moment somewhere. It may yeah. not be with the Bulls, but I think Laurie... I, I, yeah, I mean, he'll, I think I think he'll, he'll have yeah, a he'll moment. But, yeah. yeah, for sure. I think his, if his, as long as his shooting like sticks around like this, like, and he's hitting like thir- high 30s, 40% from three, I mean, he'll, yeah, he'll have a long career because, I mean, shooting is so important. It's just like, do you, as for like the Bulls after they've they've had him now, like do they want to pay him that kind of money? Uh, like maybe they work out a trade, either like I said now or maybe like a sign trade if they don't want to pay. Like someone wants to pay him a lot, maybe they could work out something like that. Because you know, I mean, you don't want to lose like a young guy like that, like for nothing. Like you, yeah. it would be it would be unfortunate if he just like walks. He like signs a big offer sheet and they just like let him walk. Like that yeah. that would be a bummer to like lose a young guy like that for nothing, even if they're not like a fan of him and they don't want to like don't want him to pay him that money. Like it would still be nice to at least get something for him. So I, I do think they'll probably possibly explore trades for the deadline. If they don't, if they do end up keeping him, you could always trade him down the road. Maybe they do keep, like they match a big contract. They, they sign him now. You could always trade him down the road. I don't think whatever contract he signs will be like, I mean, no contracts are like untradeable at this point, but like, I don't think it'd be like a big enough albatross where like, if you did, if you did sign him and then like, you want to move him in a year or two after that, you could probably still do that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's no way he's getting like a max deal on his next free agency. Oh, no, no. Like, I, yeah, I mean, you're looking at maybe like 20 million a year at the yeah. most. I think I even think. less than that. Like probably yeah. like I mean, 10 injury, to 12. The inj- yeah. The, the injuries have just been like, you just can't, you can't rely on his health so far. Like, yeah. It's not like it's been like the same type of injuries over and over, but like he's had like back problems. He's got the shoulder thing now. He's had like, I think it was the hip thing last year. It's just been like all over his body. It just hasn't held up. And like it's, it's been, a, it's been a bummer because his career started so well. Mm-hmm. What about uh, Patrick Williams, the Florida State rookie? Yeah, he's been a very pleasant surprise. I mean, when they drafted him, a lot of Bulls fans just did not know much about him. I am not like a big college guy. I watch, I watch Illinois basketball because I went there, but I don't really watch much else college basketball. So, like, I didn't know much about him. I knew he was like a, their sixth man. So you look at his numbers, it's like, oh, like you're taking this guy number four overall. Like that's like, like why they do this. And like, I know a lot of Bulls fans thought that uh, once, but like listening to other people or like draft experts and like reading more into it, you kind of, and listening to just like the front office and like their explanation for it. It's like, all right, I see why they took this guy. And so far you've seen why they, why they took Patrick Williams. He's just been really solid. Uh, he hasn't, I wouldn't say he like stands out. Like he, his shooting is low volume, but like he's, his efficiency has been really nice. He shot, he's got a super high arc three point shot. That's been going in at a high rate. He doesn't take many yet, but like it's been going in. He's got a nice little mid range shot uh, off the dribble. Uh, he has this like, it's like a little push mid range thing that he's got to get going. It's pretty good. Uh, he's got to get better about not traveling first before he does do that. <laughs> he's had that issue before, but like, uh, and defensively he's got a great mindset he's not afraid of any challenge he's gone against the best wing guys in the nba they have 
really taking it to him sometimes. He's gotten his ass beat. He's 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 taken the rookie lumps, but like he's never afraid to go against the LeBrons and the Giannis Giannis's and the Kawhi Leonard's. And he looks up to those guys and he studies those guys. His mindset in general, I mean, I, people like to call him like a baby Kawhi. Like I'm not going to go that far and say he's going to be Kawhi Leonard, but like he looks up. Yeah, he, he he talks about how he watches Kawhi. He studies him. And he's got a similar kind of like just that demeanor where it's just like super, just like deadpan kind of answers that and that kind of stuff. So like, I mean, I feel like at the very least, it seems like the Bulls have got themselves a really nice two-way player. He's still so, so young. I think he's the youngest player in the NBA, or like the second youngest player in the NBA. So like if you can kind of develop an off the dribble game and maybe have that offense round out a bit, like he could be really darn good. Again, I'm not going to say Kawhi Leonard, but like he could be a, a building block piece. Obviously like there's still a lot of development to go there, but like he's so far, uh, it's hard to be – I cannot be disappointed by Patrick Williams. He's been really solid. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's like the Florida State mold. They're all they're these like yeah. these like yep. 3 and D Swiss Army knives, and yeah, I would exactly. happily take one of those players. Like, I, I actually wanted the Knicks to draft Vassell this year. Oh, yeah. John, have you gotten to watch him at all or look at him? At, I, I haven't, um, and like I – but I, I love him. I mean, I've been following him, and – I would not give up Patrick Williams under like any circumstance. I think like he, he, you know, he's not going to be Kawhi, but he's, he, um, yeah. What I've, what I've noted about him, like he just seems like a guy who gets it and he is that those three and D guys are the, Oh, they're just so good. The the guys who just want to play basketball and play hard and get their butts kicked and then come back and, do it i feel like he's i feel like the sky's the limit for him he can be really good i feel like i'll watch john's fall in love just now <laughs> yeah honestly yeah. Uh, yeah. i mean you're a man who loves consistency that's what's very clear here is you love a, a man who's consistent who's going to do his job he's going to show up do it well even mm. if he fucks it up, he's going to learn from that mistake. He's going to keep growing. Exactly. John, you're going to have a very happy life if that's the fucking mindset yeah. you have every day. Absolutely. So. I mean, the greatest ability is availability, as they say. Well, oh, I am. That's fucking beautiful. Yeah, it is. Is this working? I'm trying to find the. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find the Denzel Valentine rap here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Man, I haven't ever since uh, Shaq was done. Like, I don't, I don't listen to any of that. Shaq ruined me for everybody. Foo schnickens. Apparently, <laughs> Dame Willard's really good. Uh, I know he, he fancies himself a really good rapper. I'm, I'm not so sure about Denzel, though. <laughs> Is this coming? Oh, man, it's coming out the wrong. I kind of hear it. Yeah, let me. You gotta share it, share your sound on the yeah. Zoom, brother. Oh man, let me try one. Uh, no, so Jason, you're an Illinois fan. I'm a, I'm a Hawkeye fan. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, oh yep, I, sure can. Yeah, yeah. Big yeah. game against Michigan tonight. Oh, uh, I was playing Michigan. Oh, nice. Yeah, it is a huge Michigan game. Here, yeah. yeah. Man, Michigan's got. I can't believe how they just can't lose. Like I thought maybe they'd lose Ohio State. Where was that last weekend? Nope, they just can't fucking lose. Uh, and Illinois just said, I would assume it just uh, broke his nose, which is against Michigan State. Chumps. Yeah, that, that beat him around. <laughs> that game, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> is he going to be playing with a mask? Yes. Yeah, he's not playing tonight. Uh, they're playing Nebraska tonight. I, I think right now, actually, I wasn't even looking at the score, but I believe, I, I'm not totally sure when he'll be back, but they said he was getting fitted for a mask. Like, I mean, usually guys don't miss too much time with, like the, with broken noses. So usually they just get fit for that mask and they come right back. So hopefully he's back pretty soon. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. he'll definitely for, be back the by the half, tournament. Seven. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would, I sure would hope so. But, uh, oh yeah. Iowa Michigan 2321. Oh, low, low scoring game in this Iowa Michigan game. That's with the 14th pick in the 2016 <laughs> NBA draft. It's like oh the Chicago Bulls music to his Denzel draft pick. Valentine. This is Michigan State University. Working out all day, it's time to take a rest. To work out some treatment, man, I'm trying to be the best. Don't complain it now. Be blessed, cause three years ago, man, the young nigga was stressed. Only six dollars in my bank account, it was sick. Two months later, I'm the 14th pick. Now it's seven figures in my bank account, quick. Had to roll out my situation like Mike Vick. Nice. Sacrifice <laughs> wow, Mike Vick named Early morning grinding, blood and perspiration the devil and all his temptations trying to rise to the top like i'm moving from the basement i'm a rock patchy 
like Walter Payton. Thinking to myself, I wanna now waiting. I'ma go and cook these just like some bacon. Cause I promised my family I'ma fucking make it. Yeah, so I had to go and do it. I leveled up, stack some bucks, make some music. Whole team stacking cream, we just do it. Like Nike's EAC, never losing. Yeah, but there's room for improvement. We trying to be the best like DJ Khaled. But we on the way and we good with the fashion. We just really on some other sh Sorry for bragging. Yeah. All right. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. There were a lot of different name drops in there. Yeah. You know, we had there DJ were, yeah. Khaled. We Big had time. Michael Vick. <laughs> Yeah. And Walter Payton. There was a Walter Payton in there. Walter Payton. Yeah. I will say I like that that backtracking, that woman singing in the back there. Now, those are some fucking vocals. Yeah, know, that's a nice track. I'm sure it was a sample. These kids these days just pulling samples, but I, I, I liked her. I'd yeah. like to know her name. Well, are you working on any uh, new projects these days? Oh, you know, oh, you know, Alan's Parsons project hasn't been creating music since 1990, but that doesn't oh, yeah. say that I don't twiddle away, you know, <laughs> here, here away. You know, I've got, I've actually started to get into a, a new instrument here called the kalimba. Do you know what a kalimba is? Don't. I think I've definitely heard of one. Uh, I've got several here. I can show them off to you right now. Um, this one's my favorite. Um, I like to do copious amounts of cocaine off of the back end of it once in a while. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's glass. Like nice yeah. Through. Yes, yes. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, um, but. I heard it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's what that one looks like. This one, my fancy one, but traditionally they're made of wood and uh the wooden ones have a much better reverb on it you know you can really hear it when you play it uh a lot of lo-fi music as the kids these days call it right. it uses this instrument uh, kalimba You hear it? I did. Yeah, that was soothing. That's nice. Okay, very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very soothing. It's good. I do a lot of cocaine, so I've got to do something <laughs> to calm my fucking heart down every once in a while. Yeah. You, know? so you do a bump yeah. off the back of it, and then you get really you racing. <laughs> there you go. It's like it's Kobe it. White exactly. just came in off the bench. And then you now you got to soothe yourself. Larry, you understand me more Nailed than my it. own nice. fucking wife. Thank you, Larry. <laughs> oh, well, I, I won't tell her if you don't. Um, no, never, never. Never. Um, all right. Well, before we get out of here, Jason, anything you'd like to plug? Uh, absolutely. So you mentioned cash considerations podcast, me and my co-host Ricky O'Donnell. Uh, we usually do like, we do like usually once a week, but we're going to start doing, uh, some other sh live shows on like the locker room app pretty soon here. So that's gonna be fun. So we'll be doing a bit more, especially with the bulls being actually like interesting to talk about. Uh, it's a little <laughs> more fun to talk about the bulls and instead of just like bitching about them for the last couple of years. Uh, so yeah, cash considerations podcast. Uh, I also write bull stuff for estimations bloggable, uh, and also for Forbes. And then I'm also an editor at Clutch Points. Clutch Points, if you don't know, crazy graphics known for the crazy. You see it if you see it on like Twitter and all over the internet. Crazy graphics, uh, sports stuff, NBA, especially NBA stuff. And then and on Twitter, um, at Bulls underscore J. And I think that's about it. Yeah. Definitely follow at Bulls underscore J. Uh, Alan, what would you like to plug before we get out of here? Well, first of all, Larry, I find it fucking unbelievable that you bring on me, Alan Parsons, and you don't ask me a single fucking question on about Sirius. We're talking about okay. the Bulls. My bad. Yeah. My fucking song. Well, I played your romantic. song to intro uh, yeah, the show. We play it. We play it, and we don't even fucking talk about it. It's okay. Fine. Let's let's uh, talk about how that came to be. Honestly, I had no fucking idea that they were even using my song. I had an American friend of mine call me. Yeah. And say you know this this American basketball team is using your song, uh, it's it's being played for Michael the Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. and you want to know what I fucking said to her? What? Who is Michael Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a baller move. Uh, so, yeah. You so know, 
no, I mean, I'd like to plug, you know, go listen to Eye in the Sky. It's still a great fucking great album. album. Um, Serious and Eye on the Sky are both on there. I'd love to plug a friend of mine here in the States. Her name is Kimberly Alou. Mm-hmm. You can find her on Instagram uh, by searching Alou, A-L-U underscore who, W-H-O. And uh, if this comes out before March or during March, you should check out. She's running over on Socially Distant Improv and High Wire Improv the March Madness of Improv Competition and Festival, where 64 improv teams are going head-to-head throughout the month of March to determine who's going to be the number one virtual improv team. And it's going to be fucking wild. And maybe I'll drop in because I like doing this accent on a stage. Yeah, why not? (laughs) So, yeah, I I can't wait to fill out that bracket. And, and Alan, I, I say this from the bottom of my heart. This is the absolute truth. I think Sirius is the greatest sports intro song ever created i would i would go as far as to say it's the greatest fucking song ever created yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i'll go that far goes without saying yeah uh yeah i only listen to sports intro songs by the way so uh it's like my song and fucking thriller that's it they saw that's play for sports intro (laughs) thriller i don't know but well sure uh john you have any final thoughts um, no, I think, uh, I think we, we covered a lot of good ground today. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I'm just want to, you know, thank Jason here. Like this is, this is good. It's even though the bulls have, you know, like I said, stolen the only two good Iowa state coaches <laughs> uh, and, and was really the only one who's good. Tim Floyd. I don't know, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for him to get back to something good that would be that would be nice because the delta center has been quiet for a little while right it would be really cool if the if the bulls got to be really good again yeah absolutely yeah bulls and knicks and the nba would love for the bulls and knicks to be good again. oh god the knicks even bulls i want to see the knicks win like crazy i love that but the two of them back in the eastern conference finals would be would be so nostalgic and so great we're going to look forward to this Bulls Knicks play in turn. Yeah. That's what's, what's uh, going to happen. That's going to be the happen. nine versus 10 seed matchup. That's going to yeah. be fantastic. Hey, I, of course, yeah. am at Larry the Athlete on all social media. And you can subscribe to Larry No Sports wherever you listen to your podcasts. May the rest of your days be days of thunder. Thunder.